0: Hello and welcome along to the Property Academy podcast by Opus Partners. I'm your host, Steve McKnight. No, I'm Andrew Nichols. And so on the show we're talking about which properties sell fastest. And we are going to count down the top five factors that influence how fast your property actually sells. So I think this is really important because a lot of investors ask me about, okay, if I buy an investment property and I eventually have to sell it, well, I wouldn't be able to sell it relatively
1: quick. Well, they say things like, I'll have trouble selling that later on. And that's the assumption because they might think that the car park is too far away from the townhouse or something like that.
0: And so what we want to do is count down the five biggest factors. And let's start with bedrooms. It turns out, Andrew, bedrooms don't actually, or the number of bedrooms don't have that much of a a difference on how long it takes you to sell a house. Yeah, so we've looked at the three
1: major centres, Auckland, Christchurch and Wellington. Interestingly, properties with three bedrooms absolutely sell the fastest, around 40 days for Auckland and Wellington and around 30 days for Christchurch. But when you go to say a five bedroom, it takes quite a lot longer.
0: Yeah, if you look at Christchurch, it takes about an extra six days to sell a five bedroom compared to a three bedroom. In Auckland, it's about an extra 10 days in total. Now, that's a bit of a difference, but it's not as large as some of the other ones on this list.
1: Yeah, one of the interesting ones I find there is Wellington, one bedrooms, 47 days, compared to 36 days in Christchurch. I wonder if that's because Wellington has a lot more one-bedroom apartments. They'll be captured by this, right?
0: That's correct, and we're just looking at Wellington City here, and the reason we look at just the city centres rather than a national average is that If we take Wellington, for example, Wellington's probably got a higher proportion of one-bedroom apartments, so that's why we split it out to cities.
1: And same with Auckland, 46 days. So same amount of time compared to Christchurch, 36. So generally speaking, we don't have a lot of apartments, one-bedroom apartments in Christchurch compared to Auckland or Wellington.
0: But what's interesting is the one-beds are more volatile. So if I just look at data in Auckland, back in 2021, one-bedroom properties were taking the longest to sell. Right now, they're kind of in the third place. But I think what we can say pretty consistently is properties with five bedrooms or more take longer to sell. Properties with three bedrooms and even four bedrooms, those are the ones that tend to sell the fastest. But the difference isn't that massive. So make sure you listen to the rest of the podcast because there are four other factors that are actually more important than the number of bedrooms. That probably only makes a difference of about a week or so, depending where you look. The next one that I wanted to look at was land type. So cross lease or leasehold or freehold, what actually sells the fastest? And do you know what really surprised me with this data, Andrew? Yeah, the cross lease. Cross lease. That is
1: amazing.
0: So cross lease and freehold properties tend to take, look, I mean, there might be a one day difference, but pretty much the same amount of time to
1: sell. Now, what did you expect to see? Cross lease would have been way longer. And the reason I thought that is because I know a lot of people sign up for a cross lease because they seem relatively cheap, and they are cheaper than buying a fee simple property. But then they go to their lawyers, and the lawyer explains that you can't make changes without getting approval from your neighbour. And all of a sudden, it seems a bit hard. And so I would have thought that more contracts would have fallen over on that and taken longer.
0: Yeah, but not according to this data out from rights. And remember, this is based on how long it takes a real estate agent to list a property and then get an unconditional contract. So it surprised me a lot that cross-leased freehold properties, not that much difference. I'll tell you one other thing that surprised me. Over the last 12 months, leasehold properties have not taken substantially longer than other types of properties to sell.
1: That is wild as well.
0: I think it must be that maybe there were a couple of transactions where a couple of leasehold properties didn't take that long. Because I know for a fact, I've got a friend who owns a leasehold property, and it's taken years to sell. But what wouldn't be captured under this data is that they've put the property on the market, then they've taken it off the market, then they've put it on, then they've taken it off. So they would say, oh, it's, I've been trying to sell this property for three years. But if the property's only been technically
1: on the market this time for
0: 20 days, it might not be captured. I'd expect leasehold properties to be substantially longer. I
1: also wonder whether or not real estate agents, if you're listing a leasehold, maybe they're very choosy with who they're taking offers from, so you don't have offers fall over. Maybe. Okay,
0: that's interesting. Lastly, strata properties, they tend to be the ones that take the longest to sell. Now, Andrew, what's a strata property? So
1: that's uh, like an apartment or something like that.
0: Yeah, it's usually what we call a unit title. And so if I look at just the land type, and this time I'm looking at it based in Wellington, again, we see cross lease and fee simple or freehold properties, they usually sell roughly about the same amount of time, maybe a three-day difference, but at the moment, like a, a day difference, almost makes no difference whether it's a cross lease or a freehold property. But those apartments, they tend to jump around a wee bit more back in 2020, it actually was taking slightly a shorter amount of time to sell a property that was a strata title at the moment taking a bit longer if it's an apartment.
1: Yeah, I wonder whether or not there were a lot of transactions then maybe. It could have possibly been, but I suppose with this,
0: again, it's a bit like bedrooms. There can be a bit of a difference, but it's not huge. And so I wanted to look at it and say, well, if we think that cross lease and fee simple are basically the same, what if we break it down by property type? And we recently did a podcast about this, but Let's dig into the data again to see how much of a difference it makes if you have an apartment or a townhouse or a house. What do we see, Andrew? Yeah, I
1: think this will come as no surprise to most of the listeners. Houses and townhouses pretty much sell at the same rate as each other. Once you go to an apartment, it takes longer to sell.
0: Well, there usually is a bit of a difference between houses and townhouses. At the moment, there's about a you know three or four day difference. And I know In the previous podcast we did, we showed that there was a little bit of a difference, but it's the apartments that take way longer to sell, right? So if you're buying an apartment in Christchurch at the moment, it's going to take you an extra 16 days. So what's that? Two or three weeks to sell compared to a house or a townhouse. So just be aware of that. So if you're weighing up a three-bedroom house versus a four-bedroom house, That's not going to make as much of a difference compared to if you're weighing up a three-bedroom apartment versus a three-bedroom house. It's the apartment that takes longer to sell, not whether it's the three or four bedrooms is, what I suppose, what we're trying to say. So pay more attention to the property type rather than the land type or the number of bedrooms, albeit land type and, and property type are relatively the same. Well, this is going to be an interesting one, your next one. So this is what I've been wanting to look at for a while. Number two, and this is a big one, is affordability. So I'm looking at price ranges because it made sense to me that if you're investing in a property that is in the average price range for that area, I would expect that it would sell more quickly than something that's very, very expensive. And we do see that a bit. So properties in Auckland, and this is actually pretty surprising. Do you know which ones take the longest to sell? Two million dollar property? Oh no it's no, not it's not two million dollar properties. I thought two million dollar properties would take the longest to sell as well. And obviously because a very, very expensive property, there's only going to be a very small pool of buyers. In Auckland, it's actually properties within the two hundred and fifty K
1: to five hundred K range. Is that land? It could be land. I was going to ask you what yeah, you thought it was. it must be land. Surely you would think that that would be a land because you're not buying much of a house for that sort of money in Auckland.
0: I thought, my sense was it's a property where there's something wrong with it. Yeah. So it might be derelict, so it's sort it's of really poor condition. It might be Leaking. that it's leasehold. It could be that it's leaky. It could be land. But you know what's interesting? Maybe it's just because there's very small numbers, like nobody's buying much for Auckland under 500k. Properties sold within $0 to $250K actually were selling pretty well in Auckland over the last year, about 34 days. So I'd probably take that lower price range data with a bit of a grain of salt. And what we do see is the properties that sell the fastest in Auckland are between 750K and 1.5 mil. And Christchurch is a bit cheaper because properties are cheaper there. So somewhere between 500 k and a mil sells fastest in Christchurch. And then somewhere between 750K and again 1.5 mil sells so the fastest in Wellington. But if you look at really expensive properties in Wellington, you know, it does take you 51 days to sell it. So it's going to take an extra two or three weeks because it's a very, very expensive property.
1: Isn't it interesting in this data that Christchurch two million dollar properties sold as fast as a property between $750 and a million dollars? Now, again, this is probably because there's been a few transactions compared to the other areas where there might be a lot more.
0: Yeah, that's what I tend to say within this. So you got to take this with a little bit of a grain of salt. What I haven't shown you here is the number of properties, but the main takeaway I'd get you to think about is an averaged price property is going to sell faster than a very, very expensive or a very, very cheap property. And I say faster than a very, very cheap property because there's possibly something wrong with it. I mean, if you price your property really well, it'll sell very quickly, obviously. So, so far we've talked about The number of bedrooms, yeah, makes a bit of a difference, but not the biggest. After that, we've got land type, then the type of property. Then we're talking about affordability. But Andrew, what is the number one thing that makes a difference in terms of how fast you can sell your property?
1: Location. So whether or not you have your property in a big city, Auckland Wellington Christchurch, or whether or not it's in a smaller town. And if you look at your areas like Auckland and Christchurch, we've covered the days on that. But if you go to somewhere like Ruapehu, 100 days almost. Yeah,
0: it's taking 99 days on average. So well over three months on average to sell a house in Ruapehu District. If we think about Thames Coromandel as well, we've got a lot of smaller towns, 94 days on average. And in Buller District in the west coast of the South Island, you're talking, again, 94 days to sell a house. And so you could look at the number of bedrooms, you could look at the land type, you could look at the property type, you could look at how affordable it is. The number one thing that makes a difference is where you choose to buy a property. And I think we all inherently know this. And This really stuck out to me because people will often say, oh, well, I want to buy something down the road from me. Well, if you're living in Ruapehu District or if you're living in Buller or if you're living in Thames Corribandil, that's a dumb decision. You need to be buying in a really good location. Those probably aren't the best locations right now. If you compare it to even a smaller city like Invercargill, only takes you 42 days on average or 43 days on average to sell a property there. That's not that much difference from a bigger city like Christchurch, which is 33 days, Wellington's about 40 days, and again, Auckland about 43 days on average over the last 12 months. But any of those smaller districts, even South Wairarapa, 83 days on average, Wider, which is a tiny place in the Hawke's Bay, 88 days on average or 87 days, it's those small areas that just take longer to sell. And it's because you've got a really thin market. There's not many buyers, not many sellers. So you've got to wait for some of those buyers to come and pick your house. In Auckland, it's a very thick market. You've got lots of properties selling, you've got lots of people buying. And so it's just a bit more dynamic.
1: Yeah, it's funny because I know that there's an investor right now that I'm working with who's missed out on two properties because he's trying to decide on garden location and sun orientation, all these kind of things. And it's in a major centre and an affordable price bracket those things are going to have such an insignificant difference to the capital growth and the time to sell in the grand scheme of things. You've got to think about your
0: priority list. This is what I've been thinking about a lot. Your first priority, and we all know this, is location. You know, so which city are you going to be purchasing in? And are you buying in a city that is in the right part of its property cycle? That's number one. Number two is price bracket. Are you buying a property that you could easily sell? In? And we've seen the data already. It's all about affordability. The average person wants to buy the average house. So if you buy the average house, generally, you're going to be okay. After that, we start thinking about land type and property type. If it's a, an apartment, it's going to take longer. But if you're buying a house or a townhouse and it's got a fee simple or a cross lease title, you're probably okay. If it's a unit title, it's going to take you longer to sell. Only then do we start thinking about bedrooms. And I haven't done sun orientation, but if I was to think about, about which way it's facing, I'd put it very far down the bottom of the list. So you've always got to think about what is the priority? And if you can get the top three or four priorities, you're going to be away laughing. If you start worrying about other things, you can almost start compromising the things that are really important.
1: Yeah, or just miss out on opportunities because you overthink things.
0: Now, if we were to redo this list in future, Andrew, anything else you'd want me to look at in terms of different factors? You put me on the
1: spot. Uh, No, I don't think so. Maybe, Maybe you could look at where their location is in its property cycle right now as to whether or not things are selling quicker.
0: Well, don't ask me if you're not going to listen, Ed. Oh, I wanted you to say something good. Go on, what's, what were you thinking? Oh, Well, I was thinking of a lot of different factors. Yeah, actually. great. Tell me one. Well, I thought maybe we'd look at it on a suburb basis. So if we looked at Auckland, are there certain areas that are selling faster or selling slower? Does it take longer to sell if you're close to the center of the city because house prices tend to be more okay, expensive? Fine. That's a good like answer. That might be uh, Annoying. something. Yeah, I know you don't
1: <laughs> like that because it was a really good
0: one. Some other things that I was interested to look at, but I couldn't get the data, was decade built. So often we see, there was some really interesting research out from the University of Auckland that shows that old villas can sometimes get a bit of a price premium because we like the look of it. So does decade built influence the time to sell? For instance, you might expect something that was built in the early 2000s or late 90s, that might take longer to sell because there were more building issues. So all of these factors could come into, well, how long does it take for me to sell this house in the end? Right, let's wrap it up there, but please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. It really does help us get the message out to more people. And hey, if you are listening to the audio version, you're listening on your podcast app, and you want to see some of the graphs, some of the data that Andrew and I are referencing, just Google Opus Partners YouTube. It'll be the first thing that comes up. You'll be able to see it. And if you are watching on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button. We release new videos every Monday and Wednesday. <music> to the Property Get podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Knight. Hello, and i Andrew okay. We're going to be back here tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics, and insights to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. That's what next time.